This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Ben Woods live from the MLB 2022 Winter Meetings. We're downtown at the Hyatt. Uh, you're going to see baseball people all over downtown over the next three days or so. They uh, So the Winter Meetings, are um, there are a lot of different things to different people. For some, it's a job fair. Uh, people show up with resumes and, uh, you know, looking for a job with Major League Baseball teams, a, a foot in the door, as it were, you know, grunt jobs, clubhouse jobs, scouting jobs, things like that. Uh, teams are hiring right now for next year, so uh, it's a chance to get your uh, your resume in front of the right people. Uh, for executives, it's a chance to, uh, you know, chat at the bar or over dinner with other teams about trades, with agents, about free agent um, opportunities that are going on in person. I mean, you can do it on the phone at any time. Sure. But I think it does <clears throat> speed things up a little bit when you get everybody, you know, face-to-face for a few days. Tends to have things going on. Plus... For Major League Baseball, they have a lot of uh, of official meetings with you know whether it's umpires. The Hall of Fame committee met there last um, night. Are there umpires? I here? believe they oh. do have some meetings as well. Yeah, you might run into them. Be careful. Angel Hernandez could walk around. Oh my the corner God. At any moment, um, you know, and they have How could you, you know, various seminars and stuff that will you know that are so in the weeds that we'll we'll never even know what's going on in some of these ante rooms at the hotels over the next few days. But it is a, a variable city. Over the next three days of baseball downtown here in San Diego, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of hobnobbing that goes on, a lot of of flesh pressing, a lot of back slapping, uh, but there are there is a lot of business that gets done here. Now, the way I understand it is, there are a lot of agents get suites here, and what they do is they'll bring their player up to the suite, and if five or six GMs are interested in talking to them, they cruise right in. In fact, our buddy uh, John Boggs is going to be around. He's going to be around all week. Was texting with him last night, asked me where our table was. Is going to uh, come by as well. And I know he's got Pierce Johnson uh, looking for a home. Hopefully, that home is right here in San Diego. Uh, but he's got a couple other guys that uh, that are interesting as well. And so, yeah, the, the guys like him, guys like Trevor Williams, I'm sure going to be meeting with agents and, and shaking hands, kissing babies, doing all the things you got to do to kind of uh, get a job and, and see what they're willing to pay you. It's also a good uh, week to dream on guys that you'd like to see in your team's uniform. Sure. Obviously, we've talked about the big free agent shortstops, Padres meeting with Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts um, looking for pitching help, Kodai Senga uh, from Japan, uh, the Brian Reynolds rumors over the weekend is very intriguing brian reynolds is a fantastic player for the pittsburgh pirates quietly putting up you know all-star numbers year after year and it was reported over the weekend that uh, he has requested a trade uh does not want to be with a a non-competitive team anymore in pittsburgh and would like to be dealt now the pittsburgh pirates i I would say to their at least one bit of credit don't want to trade brian reynolds no young he's controllable he's, he's three great. more years he's the face of their franchise right now and they can keep him yeah for three more years so they're not really interested in trading him but they're gonna have to at least they're gonna have to at least satisfy and talk to him and say okay here we're gonna put some guys around you or they're gonna have a really unhappy player on their hands it really takes the steam and the the wind out of the sails of the pittsburgh pirates who might have been willing to deal him uh ben 
it's a it's um it's a calculated risk that I think a player takes by by demanding a trade, um, because if it backfires on you, well then you're then you're a bad teammate if you're not giving it a hundred hundred percent. Hey, you're still getting paid, man. You're under contract for three years, and you're going through the motions out here. We're out here trying to win, trying to get our next contract. Uh, the rumor was that they had offered him a deal more than the one that they gave Cabrian Hayes, which wasn't that big of a deal. Cabrian Hayes is very very young, and he's not even nearly as proven as Brian Reynolds. So it does hamstring the Pirates a little bit. So now GM, if you're AJ Pro, you call the Pirates and like, hey, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a blank form, and they're like, no, we need more. Oh, you're not going to get more. He wants out. Who was it uh, when we talked about you said an ambulance chaser? Yeah. Um, when you know if the GM's role is a little bit of an ambulance chaser, you see something happening somewhere else, yeah. and an opportunity to jump in and take advantage. It was, uh, it was, um, I think somebody's closer had gone down or our closer had gone yeah. down. I said, so is that a call you make? And say, hey, I saw that so-and-so pulled his hammy last night. Are you interested in, you know, Trey Wingetter? He can close games for you or somebody else. And with the this Brian Reynolds and news. And AJ laughed at me. And He's like, no, he I'm did... not an ambulance chaser. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you? But you kind of are. You? you know, I think there's, you know, calls being made to the Pittsburgh Pirates thinking, all right, they're not going to be able to get full value if they trade a guy who's demanding a trade right now. Now, the Pirates are not going to roll over and give away Brian Reynolds in the next few days. That's certainly not the case. So the Padres will probably be one of the teams interested. Uh, according to MLBTradeRumors.com, looks like the Rockies uh, are interested as well. It looks like the Braves are interested. Both seem to be pretty decent fits for a guy like Brian Reynolds. And the Yankees uh, as well looking for uh, an outfielder like Brian, Brian Reynolds. So I was looking at his numbers. Um, he and Trent Grisham have roughly the same war. They just do it in a different manner. One does it defensively, one does it offensively. Uh, and what do we need? We need offense, uh, in my opinion. So I don't know why. It's crazy to think that. Though. It's crazy, but I don't know why. You know, people were putting Grisham in, in trade rumors, and I thought, well, if you're Pittsburgh, you're like, I don't, I don't want to trade for the defensive version of Brian Reynolds, right? Like, give me some prospects. Give me somebody I can work with and mold. And I mean, technically, war is war, though. War I mean, is you're war. trying to get wins. Yeah, it's true. And you can get them however you want them, whether it's through defense or offense. And if they can get kind of an equal value, I'd feel like that's a huge win for yeah. the Padres. But, hey, if the Pirates are willing to talk about it, talk about it. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And, and A.J., uh, Brian Reynolds has been a name that's been on the, the whiteboard, I'm sure, for a couple seasons now. So uh, this is, uh, since we're on location, we usually play Take on Woods right about now. Uh, we have a new prize this month, but it is the giving season, and it's very hard to do this game while we're out at the Hyatt. So what we're just going to do, at least for the next couple of days, since a lot of people don't get a chance and, and you know don't have an opportunity to play Take on Woods, want to let every Tier 1 out there have a chance to win a getaway to Las Vegas. Uh, so if you would call in right now, third caller at 833 833- 288-0973 is going to qualify for our December grand prize drawing trip to Vegas with a two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas and two tickets to David Blaine in spades at Resorts World Theater. Head to axs.com slash David Blaine in Vegas for tickets or call now. Uh, it's a short month here, so not going to be that many qualifiers. You should be calling uh, Italian Paul as we speak to try to get your name in to the hopper these next couple of days while we're on remote. Yeah. I did want to um, – I wanted to talk about some of the injured quarterbacks. Obviously, the big news uh, with the 49ers, Jimmy G breaks his left foot last uh, yesterday and will be out for the season. It's unreal. This is a team that has now won five games in a row after their backup uh, – what's his name again? Uh, Purdy. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Mr. Irrelevant, the last player selected 
in the draft earlier this year, comes in and leads the 49ers to a 33-17 win over the Dolphins. He was Mr. Irrelevant. He was Mr. Irrelevant. That is has suddenly become incredibly relevant to a presumed playoff team that has won five in a row, that leads the uh, NFC West. And, uh, you know, are they going to go with Brock Purdy? Now, they, they also signed Josh Johnson, the former USD oh, quarterback, yeah. who has former been, quarterback around the the fleet. Blo- been around the block and around the block again and around the block three more times in, I think, a 13-year career. Uh, he was on the Broncos practice squad, but they just signed him. And there are also rumors that the 49ers could be kicking the tires on Colin a Phillip Rivers or a Drew Brees to see if they can get him out of retirement. They've got a team to win right now. Oh, my God. Other than a quarterback. They've won five in a row. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. They put their chips to the middle, and now they've got a third-string Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback. What do you do if you're the San Francisco 49ers? I had no idea the injury was that severe. I had out no the, idea. Out for the year. Yeah. Holy crap. Holy that's, That feels a little snake bit. They are. Yeah. They look good. They, they do. Look really, they really look good like a, a potential Super Bowl type team Ooh, from the NFC. So it'll be fascinating to see what the 49ers do. Uh, Lamar Jackson suffered a knee injury trying to avoid a sack yesterday. It is not thought to be season ending, and the Ravens did rally at the very end to beat the Denver Broncos 10 to 9. Uh, Tyler Huntley, their backup, led a 91-yard drive at the end of the fourth quarter to finally get him into the end zone and win that game. But however long Lamar Jackson's out, that certainly impacts the Ravens' chances uh, of getting to the playoffs and going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, it got some interesting quarterback news in the NFL. Deshaun Watson made his return yesterday. He did not look good. Nope. Uh, you're going to be rusty after not playing for a season and a half plus, uh, clearly. But... I'd be very nervous if I was a Cleveland Browns fan because you've committed over $200 million guaranteed to that guy. Four years more after this, you're stuck with him. They won. He did not look good yesterday. You're just hoping that's some rust and he'll start playing better. Of course, he got booed in Houston. Uh, that's going to go on and on. I would imagine those legal issues are going to continue to hang over his yep. head, at least the civil cases. Um, it seems like a very ugly situation in Cleveland. The freaking... Broncos lost again. Yes. They scored nine points. To Tyler Huntley. To Tyler Huntley. The Broncos are terrible. Nine points. Yeah, they're terrible. Nine. Well, they held the Ravens to three until the last minute. They were almost going to win. I was watching Red Zone yesterday uh, in the afternoon and then texted my buddies, a big Seahawks fan up in Seattle, and I go, you know, they had just, Geno Smith led a perfect drive at the end as they beat the Rams, and while that game's going on, I'm watching the Broncos just lose. I go, who the hell would have thought? Like, you part ways, you trade the guy that won you a Super Bowl. Yep. He was loved up there for, I don't know, nine, ten years. And you get G- you're get you stuck with Geno Smith. And not only is he, like, the darling of the NFL season, he's one of the top quarterbacks yeah. in the league. MVP talk. But the guy that you traded isn't just playing poorly. He's playing, terrible. like, atrocious. Atrocious. Awful. It's just crazy. Right, right now, the, the best-looking teams, I mean, the Cowboys scored 33 points in the fourth quarter to beat the Colts last night, 54-19. to The Eagles played probably their best game of the season. I mean, against a legit, I wouldn't say a Super Bowl contender in the Titans, but a, a team that's going to go to the yeah. playoffs and going to win their division. Uh, they destroyed them 35-10. to Jalen Hurts, another... 380 yards and three touchdowns. The Eagles are now 11 and one. And watch out for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they get Jamar Chase back. Joe Burrow seems to have the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' number. He's now three and zero against Kansas City Amazing. in his career. 
every win has been by a field goal. Yesterday it was 27-24. The game-winning touchdown drive came after a very rare Travis Kelsey fumble. Did you see that highlight? You know, Travis Kelsey makes the catch. He's got like nine guys draped on him, and he's carrying them all for an extra three or four yards. Boots it. And finally they, they pull it out at the last second, and it led to the game-winning drive for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who, you know, you forget, went to the Super Bowl last year, and now that they're getting healthy, you could see them going back again this season for sure. No doubt. The way they're playing late in the year. I feel very dirty sitting in here talking uh, all this NFL, college football, our audience. This is it. We had to get it out of our, our system for the first, you know, hour or so of the show because I would imagine from here on out it's going to be nothing but baseball. Um, again, Katie Wu is going to join us at 735. Got the guys from the Cespedes Family Barbecue. If you're unfamiliar with them, uh, go check out their work on Twitter. Those guys, they are so, so knowledgeable um, as far as baseball goes. Great, great content, great podcast, great radio show they do. I think they're on Sirius now, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, a couple of really good dudes. Been wanting to get them on for a long, long time. So um, it's going to be very baseball intensive. Just I'm curious, how did they relax. originally come up with their name? Got to be from the Cespedes situation. Remember what happened to him? We'll ask them. But yeah. there was a uh, there was a, a barbecue, and he got hurt at it. Didn't he get like was there a, trampled was there a by story? I don't, or, yeah. See, now I don't remember this story. You know, random, like run over by a wild hog or something. Blog and podcast names. What they yeah. uh, came yeah, up to. So, uh, so we will get to that and more live from the winter meetings. We're having our picture taken right now. Smile, cheese. It's Ben and Woods. Let's check traffic right now on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan, and we'll be right back with more. Oh, I guess we're back. Hi. Hello. <laughs> uh, we weren't going to do Don't Do This, but uh, Italian Paul said he played it anyway. A little confusion here, but uh, we're back. Live from the Hyatt at the MLB and winter meetings. Back. It's I, Ben and Woods. I got to Don't Do This for Katie Wu. I'm just kidding. I love her. But she had to reschedule. Well, we'll get to her. And we'll we get will. to other friends as well. So this is the first in-person MLB winter meeting since the last one here in San Diego in 2019 when we were uh, sitting in this very spot uh, and got to meet some people for the first time, including uh, that was where we met John Boy yep. uh, for the first time here at the winter meetings. And he's here again. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll catch up with him at some point. Did see him tweet last night a video Right from that escalator, I believe, right there. Yeah, right down to the bar. Go, going down straight to the bar, which is right uh, one floor below us. And I have no idea what kind of report this is, but it said, overheard the guy in the pink say, Verlander to the Dodgers, locked. Now, who is the guy in the now, pink? Now, it is doesn't it, look like Jeff Passan. Andrew Friedman? It doesn't look like Ken Rosenthal. Dave Roberts. Uh, it could be anyone. So I'm not going to go ahead and say that that's official breaking news uh, from John Boy's Twitter account, because uh, people get it wrong all the time around this place. But now that Jacob DeGrom has signed, yep. Justin Verlander is clearly the other big pitcher on the market. And then, you know, all the other dominoes likely will start falling. Uh, once the teams that get, you know, the Rangers get DeGrom, whoever gets Verlander gets Verlander. And the other guys then have to make their decision and start signing. You, you can see a lot of action really quickly once those two guys are gone and off the market. Well, in this broke of course after uh, we were off the air on friday but the uh, our pal dennis lynn from the athletic writes the padres have met with free agent shortstop trey turner at least twice in person before next week's currently this week's winter meetings in san diego major league sources told the athletic signaling that an unexpected suitor has a legitimate interest in signing a player who would probably command this season's second largest off-season contract so uh, Trey Turner to the Padres. We just talked to Harold Reynolds about it in passing. He said, hey, it looks like it could happen. Um, this is wild. It's wild. I mean, that's the only way that, the, to look at it is 
It's be, it's beyond uh, insane. I love it. Trey Turner doesn't take a second meeting unless there's mutual. Interest. I would imagine, and then there's right? also uh, I also heard a rumor yesterday that he's in San Diego now. So I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. is here. Is, a is short, he? Hey, he, was, oh uh, he posted on his Instagram story out at Torrey Pines yesterday. Well, sign them both. Why not? Yeah, why not? Just get all Fernando Tatis Jr. is a shortstop. Hassan Kim is a shortstop. Yep. Manny Machado started out as a shortstop. Jake Cronenworth is a shortstop. Yep. Add Trey Turner, another shortstop. Uh, you know, A.J. Preller likes his shortstops, to be sure. And, I mean, there's a reason. They're the most versatile guys, usually among the most athletic guys on the field. Yep. Uh, they should have no trouble playing other positions. If you're good enough to play shortstop, other than catcher, which is a completely different skill set and pitcher, but the other seven positions. Austin should... Nola was a shortstop. He's a catcher now. That's a good point. You know? It's so, a shortstop I mean, who's become a catcher. Yeah. Uh, middle infielders just uh, all over the place for the San Diego Padres. Now, that doesn't work in other sports. You cannot say, hey, we're going to sign 27 quarterbacks, and we're going to put them all yeah, over the field. Because they're all the best athletes. They're smart, and they're, they know what they're doing. You can't do that. It you happens. It you, happens you know. on a much smaller basis. <laughs> Braxton Burmeister was your quarterback. Now he's your wide receiver. Right. right? Uh, Jalen Maiden was your safety, safety and now, now he's your quarterback. quarterback. So you, you do sometimes if, you're, if your mode is, I want to go get the best, most athletic players I can, and let's see what happens. Uh, that is certainly a strategy. It is a, an odd one, I think. But as I said last week, I think we need to get used to the fact that A.J. Preller is a bit of a maverick. Uh, I think that's what he is at his core, at his heart. He's a bit of a maverick. He wants to zig when other people zag and vice versa. He also has um, the support of ownership to go out and do something creative. And I do think getting a Trey Turner here would be massively creative. The only thing that, that you know, again, it's been so it's been reported so many times that all he wants to do is play on the East Coast. We've heard it. And whether that's New York, whether that's Philly, wherever it may be, that's what we've heard, that he wants to be an East Coast guy. Now, do we want to money whip a guy enough so he's like, fine, I'll sign in San Diego? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know he's a hell of a baseball player and could lead off. uh, That lineup with him at the top is it's ridiculous. I don't want to uh, sound like this is a criticism of A.J. Preller, but is this being too cute and too clever? We know what the Padres' needs are. They need a, a first baseman slash DH. They need an outfielder. They need a pitcher. Yep. You could get probably two or three of those for what it would cost to sign Trey Turner. Sure. Would it not just be smarter to go out and sign players at the positions where you need to sign players and get multiple guys as opposed to putting a, bun- a lot of eggs in a very expensive basket for a guy at a position where you have – Three other guys that can already play that position at an incredibly high level. Are we overthinking things a little bit if we're A.J. Preller and trying to get too cute but maybe he's, when it comes to your offseason? Maybe he's – I mean, p- pitching aside, sure, I get that. You need arms. You have to have arms. That's a, that's a no-brainer. That does not make you any different than any other team. Every team's looking for arms. Every team's look, looking to bolster their bullpen, their rotation, or their back end of the, of the game. They're looking for a closer. Um, that's standard. At 30 teams, every one of them wants to an upgrade in pitching. Even the Astros want an upgrade in pitching. Everybody does. But when you're looking at the so-called holes that you need to fill, it's not like we haven't seen him get creative before. It's not like we had a gaping hole in left field last year and he put Profar there and Profar went lights out and played a great left field for us. It's not like he hasn't doesn't have the ability to know that this is going to work or this isn't going to work. So um does your team get better with trey turner on it yeah i think unquestionably yeah like 
it gets better. Your your lineup gets deeper. It's faster. It's more athletic. Um, I, I from what I understood in L.A., he wanted to play short and short alone. Did not like the transition over to second base when Seager was still there. Uh, so I I think if you get him, is he your shortstop for the next eight years? If that's the deal, he's going to command. So I just it, it, which to me says okay, Tatis is to the outfield now. Now, now remember, you don't have Jerickson Profar back. Yeah. I would like to see a move that gets Juan Soto from right to left field. Sure. I, I'm just not convinced that Juan Soto is your everyday right field. Even at 23 years old? Yeah, I mean, he can get better. I mean, Tony Gwynn got better over his career in right field, became a gold glover. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. But to me, you might be better off at least next year, maybe the next couple of years, with Juan Soto in left field. So. I wouldn't mind seeing a move that got you an everyday right fielder and allowed you to move Juan Soto over to left, where I think he would be a decent. I know he was a Gold Glove finalist. I think we all realize that that's a bit of a farce. That is a bit of a farce. But I think in left field, he could be an average, maybe even above average guy playing defensively out in left field. And, of course, he's going to be supremely above average offensively. That's a great spot. If you get another guy in right field who's an above average defender – even an average offensive player, all of a sudden you're putting together a good, balanced lineup with really good outfield defense all the way across. Obviously, you got plenty of infield talent. Um, you know, I think you solve a lot of issues right there by signing someone who just knows how to play right field and moves Juan Soto over to left. I don't know, as great as Trey Turner is, and I'm not saying I don't want him, but I don't think he solves that issue for you in the outfield. Um. It, it, I mean, outfield is are, it just as is, simple is, as bumping Fernando Tatis Jr. to the outfield? Yes. And saying it's over. Do you put him in right or do you put center. him in left? Center field. You put him in center. He's my center fielder. And you move Grisham to right? Yeah. And you move Soto to left? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, or unless you, you know, you're, you're, all we're talking about is free agency right now. So if you pull off a trade, what about Brian Reynolds, right? Put him in a corner. Let him run, run wild. Not saying I want him. Not saying that they should trade the farm for him. Uh, there's also another name that we all we do is talk about is Joey Gallo. That's it. He's a pretty damn good defensive right fielder uh, and can play left as well. So he's he's really good defensively. The hitting, you know, the hitting's got to come around to even be uh, to sniff a Joey Gallo. But yeah, there's there's still options out there. But I, Benny, the old plug and play thing just does not seem to be AJ Preller's mo. We need a short, we need a first baseman. I'm going to go sign a first baseman. It's no, I'm going to sign a guy that maybe can burst and and another guy that is a, a world beater at short that can can balance the top of the lineup. All right, we're starting to see some activity here. It was very quiet in our first hour, but people are definitely arriving. So uh, we're going to start uh, scouring the hallways here at the Hyatt, bring you some guests here from the MLB Winter Meetings. Our coverage brought to you by Petter Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Poway. Nobody does it better than Petter of Poway. Uh, we'll be back with more from the MLB Winter Meetings. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Live in the MLB Winter Meetings 2022. We're at the Hyatt downtown. Uh, this hour on Ben Woods brought to you by Pfizer. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. Well, you got uh, you got rooked, Ben. 
I got rooked. Yeah, David tweeted in and said that guy John Boy Media is talking about is Jake, his co-host. It's an ongoing joke. A, well, that's what I said. Ah, it's not, I said it's not necessarily a done deal. You can't believe God, everything you see here. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Justin Verlander went to the Dodgers. Nor would I. No. Wouldn't be crazy. <laughs> Jeff I, says uh, Turner played a lot of center field in Washington. That's true. Trey there, Turner. There's one person here who's going to dictate the pace of these meetings, though. So would you think that it would be the owners who have all the money uh, that kind of control things, or the you know the high high profile GMs with money to spend? that are kind of going to dictate, you know, what kind of winter meetings it's going to be. But in the past, there's been one person who kind of dictates the pace of the winter meetings. It's Agent Scott Boris. Yes. And whether he wants to fast play or slow play his clients. Five years ago, when Manny Machado and Bryce Harper were on the market. (laughs) Slow play. (laughs) Scott Boris said, let's stretch this out as long as possible. And it was a very slow offseason, and neither of his guys signed until – Obviously, late February, early March. Uh, Bryce Harper didn't sign until March 2nd after spring training was well underway. Uh, The next winner, though, the one when we were here last time, uh, 2019, Boris once again had three of the top free agents. You talked about it earlier. Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, Anthony Rendon. And he said, let's go early. And they signed some big deals here here at the Hyatt uh, during that offseason. Well, this year, uh, here's a list of just some of Scott Boris's free agent clients carlos correa oh my god sander bogarts carlos radon brandon nimmo ballinger michael conforto taiwan walker josh bell all scott boris clients so if he wants to fast play it we could see four or five signings and that'll tip on a bunch of other ones if he wants to slow play we may, this may be a big exercise in futility waiting around for nothing <laughs> over the next three days. And it, it's kind of all in, in his hands. We always think, you know, you always do think when one domino falls, the next one uh, will. And it's just, I don't know, man. It doesn't necessarily seem to be the case in the game of baseball always. This is not the NBA free agent season that wraps, that can wrap up in about 30 minutes. No, but if, if you lose out on one guy, it does – it increases the pressure on teams. All right. But it also increases the price, you know, depending on what the price is. I yeah. mean, it's it's a whole that there's a domino effect in that sense, but it's it's it to me at least, it rarely feels like, "Oh my god, DeGrom signed." Okay, for example, DeGrom signed Friday. In my, in a perfect world, Verlander signs later that day or on Saturday. Right? If yes. the dominoes are really falling. Well, the game is not dominoes. Though we say right. dominoes because they fall. Have you ever played dominoes? Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. I was, you know, the guys on the park bench yeah. playing dominoes. The game is chicken. I played though. in uh, county jail, but yeah, it's the same the, thing the, as the park the bench. Game, <laughs> the game is chicken because once, you know, once a big free agent goes off the board and then another one, and all of a sudden, you know, those guys are dwindling and you still have a bunch of teams who haven't filled their needs and haven't signed guys, it becomes harder for GMs to be patient and say, hey, we don't need to overpay for this guy. There's seven other guys right. that we are interested in we're not going to go you know that but, high for this guy but man look at the world champs look at the world champs they had a need to address it and they went out and they many people said overpaid for jose abreu but they're set they're got they're done they're done what did they pay him three years 60 mil yes so they're done they're set they got their pitching lined up they had a hole it's now plugged, and it's plugged with the top first baseman on the market. And, and now the pressure um, for the first base market is a little higher. In yeah. fact, a rumor this morning, did we talk about this? Padres 
interested in Yuli Gurriel, yeah. uh, potentially. And I think that's a direct reflection of not getting Jose Abreu. Correct. Padres made him for, didn't, didn't get him. He went to the Houston Astros. Now they're looking at the Houston Astro guy, uh, who obviously doesn't have a spot anymore, uh, since he, their team you know, signed Jose Abreu and Yuli Gurriel at 30, what, 8, 9 years so old now? So Yuli Gurriel and Yu Darvish on the same team. Remember what Yuli Gurriel did to you, Darvish? That was him with the racist bit. That'd be fun. Welcome aboard. It's good to have you. Nothing that can't be worked out on a nice uh, dinner for two or a a cup of coffee or something if you really needed to do that. This guy's 39 years old. I'm good. It wasn't something that was overly exciting to me as well. I I mean, Um, honestly, I'd rather have, if if we're talking... if we're going to talk first base DH types, I'd rather have Josh Bell. Now, if you had asked me six months ago, did I know Yuli Gurriel was 39? I didn't either. I wouldn't have known that either. I thought he was like 31. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, ignorance is bliss in that case, and only because we now know how old he is that he seems less appealing to us. But, um, you know, he's he was an important part of that Astros team that done a lot of good things. I mean, not just won the World Series last year, but has made the World Series consistently. I mean, he's part of the core there that they did something right in Houston. He was part of doing something right uh, with that team. It's never, never necessarily a bad idea to add championship pedigree players when your team's goal is to win a championship. So I can certainly see why the Padres would be expressing some interest there. Yeah, I, uh, Alex just tweets in, when Trey Turner, Correa, or Bogarts are available, you try to sign them. I, I agree. I agree 100%. I mean, I think you get any one of those guys. Correa's not one I've heard mentioned very much, but – um, you get any one of those guys, man. Our, our, our lineup is our lineup's pretty fearsome if, if we started today. But, man, it just gets deeper and deeper. Uh, when Tatis comes back, it's just stupid. I mean, that's stupid, the stupidest lineup in baseball. Well, you know, A.J. Preller in 2018 could have said, Manny Machado is out of our price range. Sure. We can't pay $360 million for him. And if he had thought that and never got involved – then, you know, it, he might not have been in the right place later in the offseason to say, hey, you know what, maybe the market isn't quite as high as we thought yeah. and we can make this work. He was there all along and then ready to make the deal at the end. To me, that's what the Trey Turner talk is. That's what the Xander Bogarts talk is. Why would you not get involved? The, 100%. The worst thing that happens is you, you wasted a little time and energy going after a really good player. And, and by the way, it's always good to show those good players – that you're interested, no doubt. that you think that they're good players, because you never know what's going to happen at some point down the line. And then as the market, you know, starts to play out and, you know, your ownership looks in and goes, hey, I think if we do, we can make this work. We do this. This all works out. Why would you not want to be there as one of the players for the top free agents on the market? Well, you would, and, and it's it's hard to be patient. I mean, it's so hard to be patient. It's really hard for a fan uh, to be patient. We're, we're all, you know, chomping at the bit. To get some of those holes plugged, but you know the the best way to do it if you're not going to be if you're not going to go super super aggressive right out of the shoot like the Astros did, uh, then you have to wait it out a little bit. You have to see somebody you like, do your damnedest to go get him, but not the cursory. That's the thing. The Red Sox have checked in on every player. The uh, Marlins checked in on Degrom. Uh, the Rays checked in on Degrom. That's a phone call, right? Everybody should check in on everybody. Two meetings allegedly in town now. That's more than I'm kicking the tires on Trey Turner. That feels like, uh-oh, 
AJ's got uh, somebody on the dartboard, you know, and he he wants to get a bullseye with this guy. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It would be it would be uh, mega mega super exciting, especially now you know here in San Diego, you got Petco Park, you got our beautiful city, you've got a championship roster. You will have guys who are going. Yeah, I I want to play there. I, I'm not saying San Diego discount, but I'm saying. You probably get your foot in the door yeah. a little bit more now that you're AJ Preller, absolutely, with this team than hey the the Pittsburgh Pirates are ch- kicking the tires and are they're they're giving you a call. It's like no, I don't I don't want to go there. I don't want to play for that team right now. Yep. I don't want to be part of the ground floor of something that might be in th- four years something cool. I want to be something cool now. Now I want to win. Yeah, I want to try to win. I want to win now, and you Bob know Melvin, you can do that here. Bob Melvin is yeah, another one. I mean, with the reputation he has amongst literally every single player I've ever talked to, every coach I've ever talked to, reputation second to none in the game of baseball. So, yeah, man, the pieces are in place for them to go out and make, make a big move. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I see, I'm seeing people – Worried about the money, worried about the money. I, I just don't think you can worry about the money right now. I don't think you can. Peter has it. He's willing to spend it. Let's enjoy the ride a little bit if we can. Are you, are you even a little bit surprised that the one player that the Padres haven't been connected with at all that I've seen, and they've been connected with just about everybody, is Aaron Judge? I mean, I'm, you know, I, I would say, no, of course you're not surprised. I never expected, never thought the Potters would sign Aaron Judge. But what if they're if that sleeper team for him, you know? If you're kicking the tires on Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts. Is well, there... if he's a California kid that wants to, you know, allegedly, possibly, potentially come back to California with the Giants or something, yeah, I would, I would assume that you're going to make a call. Now, the latest rumors on Judge is that he wants a nine-year deal. Um, I saw a couple of Padre fans over the weekend saying, oh, man, I hope the Giants sign him to a nine-year deal. And I'm like... Why? Why would you want him to sign him at all? Well, he's going to fall off when he's 38, 39. Yeah, but he's in his prime at 31, 32, 33, 34, 35 when you have to face him in your division. And, you know, again, I don't think he's going to get pet code much uh, if he plays against us. I, I mean, I have obviously reservations, not not necessarily because of the age, you know, the eighth and ninth seasons, but the injury history. He's been pretty injury free the last couple of years. He has, but it, over the course of nine years now. You know, how many of those are going to be, you know, injury marred? How many? Where he's missing a significant chunk of time. If you look at the last nine years of Aaron Judge, I mean, at least, what, four or five of them had some significant injury time missed. You've got to project then as he gets older over the next nine, you're probably looking at four or five seasons of, of injuries. Not that you can't say that about most players yeah, in their 30s. I was going to say, what what guy in his 30s can you guarantee 148? No, no, no one. You Manny can't. Machado mostly, but. Um, Jose Abreu, one of those guys that in, throughout his 30s has posted every single day. So, um, yeah, they, they are out there. I don't know that Aaron Judge is one of those guys, but I do know, um, yeah, he's a, he's another one w- that you could sneak into. But I think it's I think it's nine years, some absurd, absurd amount of money for him. Um, but, hey, man, if he's uh, our starting right fielder next year, Ben, I'm certainly not going to be upset about it. Projecting injuries is is a guessing game. Yeah. I mean, it's a wishing game. Projecting anything is a you guessing can, game. You can have the best team of, of doctors and trainers look over the medicals and make their best guesses and say, hey, you know, I like this guy's uh, regimen. I like his nutrition. You know, I think he does the right things. I, You know, give him your stamp of approval. Doesn't mean he's going to be healthy. And you can take a guy and go – Hey, he's been injured two of the last three years. He's probably probably going to be a, a real risk. And, Boy, and the really, guy might play four straight seasons without getting hurt. That really stopped the uh, that really stopped the 
Texas Rangers from going all in on, on DeGrom. And I don't know, Benny. Look, games played uh, since 2016. Guy has played. God dang it. Here we go. Guy played 27 his rookie year, 155, 112, 102, then 28, then 148, then 157. Are we are we blowing the Aaron Judge is always injured out of proportion a little bit? Maybe, because it feels like it. In seven years, he's played, um, let's take out that 27 for his rookie year, right? So, do in six years, he's played 722 games? Not awful. No. Not like he's missing no. six months at a time here. No, he's there. missed about, what, 15, 15, 20% of the time, uh, you know, over the first six full right. years of his career. Sure. That's not a horrible, not that's not a horrible amount. It's not, it's not Manny Machado-like posting, but it's not, a, it's not a horrible injury stretch. 52 bombs, 27 bombs, 27 bombs, 9 bombs, 39 bombs, 62 bombs. Got 500 RBI. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's beastly. Not saying he's a great fit here, but... Part of the thing working in Judge's favor here as well, I mean, he can ask for the moon because the drop-off from him to, like, the next best outfielder on the free agent market, pretty significant. Guy hit 62 bombs in a walk here. It's I, just bananas. I mean, Brandon Nimmo is probably the number two outfielder on the market right now. And, I I mean, you know, Brandon Nimmo good got player. great on-base skills, good player. Certainly not a, a franchise, you know, guy you're putting up on posters all over a city. Uh, like Aaron Judge, and then after that, we're talking about some guys with big injury questions. Mitch Hanniger, uh, Michael Conforto didn't even play last year. Andrew Benintendi, uh, you know, missed the second half of the last season due to injury. You're talking about a lot of injury gambles at the outfield position, no doubt, on the free agent market. So, you know, Aaron Judge is in the the catbird seat right now. If you, he's the best bet. Uh, as an outfielder, as you're going to see for quite some time, I just, the, that's the direction you want your organization to go. The nine years, man, it's just it's so long. Um, it's so, so long. And, you know, you see how some of those contracts have played out over baseball. They're going to look at Cabrera. They're going to look at, at Pujols and some of those. And I know he had a renaissance last year, but, uh, you know, certain organizations are just not going to be willing to take that jump. I think the Dodgers are probably one of those organizations that aren't going to offer nine years. Ben and Woods uh, at the winter meeting. Speaking of the Dodgers, I will, I will swallow it. And if they sign Justin Verlander, so I kind of think that they might. They're going to do something. As a Padres fan, the Dodgers are going to do something. If they get both like Verlander and Aaron Judge, that would be, be tough. that would be a blow. Yeah, it'd be tough. But I, I don't think they'll go nine years. I don't think they've ever gone nine years on somebody. If they have, it's been forever. Yeah, so. you, they can throw out nine years all they want. And, you know, you got to at least get one team that gets there. Yeah, for sure. doesn't mean the Giants are going to offer nine. doesn't mean the Yankees are going to offer nine. You can ask for nine. Nine's a lot. Nine at, at that age is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of dough. But, again, I mean, I can understand why he at 31 wants to sign a nine-year deal. <laughs> and what's, what's your worst-case scenario, Dodger-wise, as a Padres fan? What don't you want to see them do? Correa, this Correa, Verlander is gonna. I mean, like a Correa Verlander duo would be a, Correa, a bad Ver, outcome. Yeah. I, I can't as a Padres fan. You know, Carlos Correa, man, he's such a good player, such a good player, uh, and unfortunately, I think he's a really good fit there. Um, I don't want. I, I mean, I would really be disappointed if they re-signed Trey Turner. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I would. I don't lo- want them I, to get him. I am. You know what? If the Padres don't get Trey Turner, fine. He goes to the Phillies. I, I want to see him out of the division. Yeah, no that doubt. guy drives me crazy I know. when you face him as an opponent. I'd be very happy to get him out of Los Angeles, even if it's not 
San Diego. Hey, American League would be even better, but, you know, get them on the other side of the country at the very least. Well, I mean, in, in they absolutely could go out and sign Correa and Aaron Judge and Justin Verlander. But, you know, all accounts, and, and maybe this is all a smokescreen, all accounts there, they're going with a little bit more of the youth movement. they got some guys they want to see if, if they can play. So, again, it makes the Padres' window that much more important right now. Oh, God. You okay? He's not okay. Oh, all right. This is fun. You good? Feel better? I made it almost two hours. It's not bad with the level of voice that I've got here. But yeah, well, that... Glad you had fun at the Jay Paris happy hour. Well, you know, let's find some guests here so I can do 70% less talking than I've done in the first two hours of this show. Oh, my God. He's, he's dying right now. Just two more minutes. Hi, Paul. Oh, my God. It's like he There's, broke, he broke he himself. Broke. He literally broke in half. <laughs> so far, the uh, winter meetings are going swimmingly for the Ben Woods program, as you could imagine. <laughs> Oh, he's done. I think he's gonna throw up. Oh God, he's lightheaded. When you cough that hard, you start yeah. to see stars and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. He's dazed and confused. He is, he's motoring to the. He's um, put his headphones down. He's walking to the he's restroom. Out. Holy crap, dude! <laughs> Hope the whiskey sour is worth it on Friday. <laughs> 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 I can hear him coughing from the back. The yeah. When you have a chance to go mingle with Hacksaw, Hacksaw. yeah, well, you have to take it, right? Even when you have no voice, and you should be under the covers in, at home in bed. <laughs> but you can't Christ. pass up that opportunity. But we'll be back. Oh, my could God. Could be me. Could be me and Paul. Could be me and anybody. I have no idea. We are uh, He's trying to get out of here to go play golf or rolling something. With, yeah, he is. We're rolling with the punches here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, stay tuned for this excellent. Cespedes Family Barbecue in the next hour. 8.35. Excellent coverage so far in the winter meetings from uh, your pals, Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan.